0: This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio, a fresh perspective on how to live your best life, combining biological sciences, mind body medicine, nutrition, and exercise. This is the place to get the big picture on health and wellness. Live from the iHub Radio studios in Palm Springs, California, here's functional medicine certified health coach and award winning wellness expert, Jason Tate.
1: Jason Tate here, live in the studios, Palm Springs, California. Thank you for joining us here on Tate Talks at iHub Radio. You can email the station, studio at iHubradio.com, and it will show up here on our screen. You can also text 760 202 We are here live every Sunday from noon to 2, and the show is rebroadcast tonight from 6 to 8 p.m., and this is all Pacific time. Today's hour, right now, this hour of the show, we are dedicating to the leading news story around the world, coronavirus, and we're going to put uh, our little spin on it. I'm going to put my little spin on it here on Tate Talks, Mm -hmm. and just kind of hopefully, so my goal for this hour of the show is to bring some more information so that we can decrease the amount of fear Mm -hmm. a little bit, but of course, always being mindful and present about this because there are there are a number of people who are not taking this seriously enough Correct. and we'll talk about that here on the show as well. So what I have in line I'm actually I don't normally do this but I'm going to give you an outline of the topics that I'm covering right now during this hour just so that you kind of have an idea of what's coming up as you hear this outline if there's anything more that you want me to cover. I have a ton of information here. I might not even get through it all, to be honest with you, because (laughs) I just have done so much research. And so I'll I'll give you the outline of topics. If there's something that you just want me to add, uh, I'll see if I can add it during this hour. If not, I could definitely cover it next week. So right now I'm going to talk about the basics of pathogens and really just an understanding of what pathogens are. And what some people call germs, which is an industry term. But in science, we call them pathogens. I'll talk about that. I'll talk about the history of coronaviruses. This is not the only coronavirus. Chances are you've had many other variations of a coronavirus during your lifetime called a flu, which is another type of coronavirus. (laughs) Um, I'll be talking about debunking some of the myths there's some really wild stories out there, uh, some, some really wild myths that mm-hmm. are sometimes even funny that people are believing some of this stuff. So we'll debunk some of that, sharing the facts, of course, here on Tate Talks. And I'll talk also about how best to clean and disinfect uh, different types of surfaces around your home, just around your life. And I'll be talking about five tips for staying positive during a crisis. Really important that we remain calm and level-headed because there's some people doing some weird, wacky shit out there. And pardon my, I don't normally curse on the show, but my goodness.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: I've seen videos of people fighting in the grocery store over stuff. Come on.
0: Yeah. This is just...
1: So let, you know, and I, and and there's a lot of panic and there's a lot of fear and people are acting irrationally. So just, you know, five tips to stay calm. I'll be talking about how to boost your immune system naturally. And in this week's, uh, here's to your health recipes, I'm not going to share a specific recipe. However, I'm going to share several foods that are really good at boosting vitamin C. One of the many, uh, antioxidants, that is really great at boosting your immune system. And so some of these are some cool fruits and vegetables. And I, I had my list in my head as far as what I thought would be the highest vitamin C content foods. And a few of them were on the list. But there are a lot of things on that list that surprised me. Oh, cool. And some really high vitamin C rich foods. So I'll be talking about that this week. And here's to your health. So let me launch right in basic biology and what we teach in school and it might have been for you many years since you were in biology class so I'll bring biology class to you here in Tate <laughs> talks so a pathogen is a particle or organism that can cause disease and even death pathogens there are five pathogens that exist bacteria viruses which we're both very we're familiar with both of those very much so There are also, also fungus is a pathogen. Hmm. There's parasites that are considered pathogens. An example of a parasite, you can have an ectoparasite or an endoparasite. Ecto meaning it's on the outside of your body. A tick is a parasite that lives on the outside of your body. An endoparasite could be something like a tapeworm that's inside of your body, you know, parasitizing you. Doesn't necessarily kill you, just like, Ectoparasites don't necessarily kill you, but they transmit diseases that can kill you. A mosquito is an ectoparasite, and a mosquito can deliver something like malaria or Zika virus, Mm -hmm. which are other types of parasites. Now, malaria is the fifth type of parasite, which is a protist, which that's the one that people are the least familiar with. But if you understand, if you've heard of malaria, that is actually a protist an animal-like protist. So very unique uh, organization of animal-like protists, fungus-like protists, and plant-like protists. They're a completely uh, different kingdom. In fact, they should get their own um, designation. So let's compare real quick bacteria and viruses. Some things, some facts about bacteria and viruses. Most people don't realize a virus is not alive. It's a non-living particle usually wrapped in some kind of a protein capsule. And viruses can either be retroviruses, you'll hear about this, RNA viruses, DNA viruses. This is a protein particle. It's not alive. And, you know, we talk about how long can the virus, quote unquote, live on surfaces. And it just makes me cringe Mm -hmm. as a scientist and as a biologist. Every time I hear this, it's not alive. (laughs) Now, okay. viable is, is the term that we would use. How long can the coronavirus, which this specific coronavirus, which is called COVID-19, how long does it survive or remain viable on surfaces? That is a proper way of talking about viruses. Another thing about viruses on surfaces, they do not replicate they cannot replicate outside of a host that means they cannot increase in numbers so if somebody sneezes and they spread the virus and wherever their their um their particles from the sneeze land that is where they are they don't multiply and divide and grow along the walls it it just doesn't do that so a virus has to be inside of a host whatever the host is in order for it to replicate and um, grow in numbers. Now, bacteria are alive, and there are different types of bacteria that can survive in different environments. There are aerobic bacteria that need aerob. They need oxygen in, a, in order to survive and um, and to reproduce. There are anaerobic bacteria, which are many of the bacteria that live inside of our gut, inside of our bodies. They don't need oxygen to survive. And then there's a kind of a third group called the facultative anaerobes, which they can survive in and out of the oxygen environment. So, and they can replicate as long as they have a food source, they'll replicate and they'll reproduce, you know, outside the body, inside the body, all different places. Mm. Viruses don't do that. Okay. Now we talk about killing a virus. (laughs) Again, as a scientist, as a biologist, you don't kill something that is not alive so you know technically speaking you know uh, as far as that and and it might be minutiae for you but but to truly understand something and and not be afraid of it you know people are afraid of snakes and I can hold up the most harmless snake in the world Mm -hmm. that is non-venomous has no teeth you know I've had pet snakes and people are terrified of snakes (laughs) but there's nothing to fear And it's, you know, it's when you really know, Mm -hmm. you know, when you, let's say, I don't, I'm not asking you to become a herpetologist and become a snake expert, but when you really know the animal and you understand it and, and there's so much knowledge base, the fear kind of tends to go down Mm -hmm. a lot.
0: Knowledge is power.
1: And so that's what I'm trying to extend to you with this, um, with uh, the virus is let's, let's increase our knowledge of this thing. So that A, we can reduce the fear and B, we can increase our awareness and our ability to handle it. So that's what we're here doing. All right. A little bit about viruses. Um, So yes, they're not alive. They're non-viable. And so as far as them living on surfaces, they don't live. They can remain viable on a surface. And from all the research that I've done, it depends on the surface. Hmm. So harder surfaces, the coronavirus, COVID-19, tends to stick around, uh, like hard surfaces like glass or the screen on your phone. They're saying that it can remain viable for up to three days, which is a long time. That's a very- On a surface that is softer, like cardboard, I heard mentioned, uh, we're just talking less than 24 hours. So it's a very interesting dynamic. And and as far as the science behind that, I don't have time to get into that. But just know that on hard surfaces, it remains viable for a much longer period of time. This also includes metal door handles, glass, uh, doors, things that people touch, wood tables, not as much because it's not as hard unless Mm -hmm. they're like veneered and that type of thing. So just know that hard surfaces, uh, this COVID-19 coronavirus remains viable for a much longer period of time. So coronavirus, uh, the disease of 2019, also known as COVID-19, is the name of a respiratory illness caused by the 2019 novel coronavirus that was first detected in Wuhan, China. You may also see it referred to as the 2019 novel coronavirus, or 2019 NCOV, or SARS-CoV-2. This is all the same thing. Coronaviruses are a large family of viruses named for the spikes on their surface that look like crowns or corona, which is the meaning of crown in Latin. This particular strain is one among many types of coronaviruses that infect mammals and birds. Chances are, if you've had a common cold before, and who hasn't, you've had a coronavirus Transmission of this COVID-19 variety happens mainly through respiratory droplets and close contact, similar to how influenza is spread. That means exposure to an infected person coughing, sneezing, sharing drinks with you, or touching surfaces where these viruses may be, and then touching your face, eyes, mouth, Can spread the disease. It has to get into the mucosal membranes. So if it's on your arm, it's not going to seep in through your skin and you're not going to get coronavirus that way. It has to get through a mucosal membrane eyes, ears, not ears, eyes, nose, mouth, that type of thing. So, and you're hearing this, wash your hands. Constantly and wash for 20 seconds and wash in between your fingers and use your fingernails and scrub your palms of your hands and scrub the back of your hand and do a really good job washing your hands constantly. I think we don't realize how many times we're touching surfaces. Mm -hmm. And now is a time more than ever for you to remain hygienic and keep washing your hands, stay clean. And this is all coming from CDC. By the way, all the information I'm sharing today Is coming from Centers for Disease Control, World Health Organization, and all credible sources. So I'm going to continue talking about some of the basics of pathogens, kind of wrap that up with this coronavirus information, and then I'll get into the debunking of the myths and sharing some true facts about coronavirus, COVID-19. We are in the thick of it right now. Stay with us here on Tate Talks.
0: you want to prevent or even reverse many of the chronic diseases that plague society today, you're in the right place. Now, here's Jason Tate.
1: Jason Tate here, live in the studio on this special Sunday, March 15th. Uh, I'm doing a special here on coronavirus and how to arm yourself from the inside out so that if you ever come into contact with COVID-19, this particular coronavirus, that you are ready for it. Uh, that your body is ready for it. So will go over some very important health tips so that you are prepared to handle this and honestly any other pathogen except for maybe a parasite. <laughs> this
0: isn't it, the first and it won't be the last. This,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, this isn't the first time there have been pandemics in the past, the flu of 1918. Uh, of course, you go way back in the 13th century and you look at the Black Plague. There are... Uh, pandemics that occur but the the good news is we have we live in this age of information Um, and so that's also the bad news is kind of a double-edged sword Mm -hmm. it's what the the who right now is calling an infodemic Mm. which is an information pandemic whereby there's so much information it's hard to even decipher what's good information and what's bad information at this point. And there's a lot of weird, wacky myths that are going on out there about coronavirus. And I'm going to share some of those myths right now and talk about the reality of it. So this is from CNN, and they're drawing their information from the Centers for Disease Control and the w or i'm sorry the who the world health organization so myth number one coronavirus is man made the reality of this although the true source is unknown this has been denied by both u.s and chinese governments as the coronavirus outbreak turned into a full-fledged public health crisis a french theory about the virus origins started to take hold on the internet that the virus didn't come from nature, but had instead been created in a lab. These rumors, which originated from an unverified social media account or multiple social media accounts, weren't supported by any credible evidence and got more elaborate as time went on. One version popularized outside of China suggested that a Chinese lab had been secretly working on a bioweapon that got leaked another that gained traction among nationalistic parts of the Chinese social media sphere, suggested that the virus originated in the U.S. and that many Americans thought to have died of the flu this season were actually killed by COVID-19. Scientists in both China and the West have widely dismissed these theories, though that hasn't stopped them from spreading. Experts are still trying to figure out the exact source of the virus, but the research indicates that it likely originated in bats and was transmitted to an intermediate host before jumping to people, just like its cousin that caused the 2003 SARS epidemic. Myth number two, home remedies can cure or prevent the virus. Reality, garlic is good for you, so is water and vitamin C. But despite what some corners of social media would have you believe, there's no evidence from the outbreak that eating garlic and sipping water every 15 minutes or taking vitamin C will protect people from the new coronavirus. Same goes for using essential oils, colloidal silver, and steroids. And I'd heard this other thing about eating garlic, and there was somebody, somebody, somebody actually said drinking bleach.
0: Oh, my God. Which is
1: just bad. Like, that's just bad advice.
0: That's poison. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs>
1: Don't do that. <laughs> so um, some posts have suggested that putting sesame oil, sesame oil on your body or spraying yourself with alcohol or chlorine will kill the virus. This is also false. Mm. There are some chemical disinfectants, including bleach, which is 75 and 75% ethanol, parasitic acid, and chloroform that may kill the virus on surfaces. But if the virus is already inside your body, Putting these substances on your skin or under your nose will not kill, well, it says kill, but will not destroy it. It can actually be very dangerous. Mm -hmm. So please do not put bleach or chloroform or parasitic acid in your body. Thank you. Uh, This should go without saying, don't eat these things. So there's currently no cure for the novel coronavirus. And while research is underway, it could be more than a year before a vaccine becomes available the best way to protect yourself right now is to do what you would do every flu and cold season stay at least three actually stay five to six feet away from anyone who may be infected wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds cover your nose and mouth when you cough or sneeze with an elbow or a tissue throw it away immediately after Disinfect surfaces that you touch There's so much information right now Honestly um, there's another myth Everyone should wear a mask This one's trickier and it varies from country To country if you Are infected you do need to wear A mask yeah. and there was this Question about the type of masks that You need to wear they talk about this N95 respirators You know so it, it The information that I read about these N95 respirators it's, let's see, they're not generally recommended for use by general public, given that wearing and removing it properly requires special training. Mm. I didn't oh know this either. So just, you know, covering up. If you have if you have the infection, you need to be covering up. You need to distance yourself from people. Self-quarantine, mm-hmm. we're calling it. There's so many different things. I'm going to be talking about more myths like heat killing the virus, how kids, people think kids can't get the coronavirus. People believe this. And people who get the coronavirus will die. Again, these are myths. These are things that are being spread around. And I'll be sharing the truth on this information. Stay with us right here on Tate Talks.
0: From Palm Springs, California, iHub Radio presents inspirational conversation to help you on the path to vitality. Health and wellness conversation is front and center on Tate Talks with Jason Tate. Here's Jason.
1: Jason Tate here live in the studio. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you want to reach out, you want me to cover something, let me know here at the studio. You can text. 760 You can email the station here, studio at ihubradio.com. I'm talking about COVID-19, coronavirus, the novel coronavirus right now. And I'm talking about, you know, I've covered the biology of it uh, in the first part of this hour. And moving right now into some of the myths and debunking these myths as far as with reality and what's happening. And then I'm gonna transition into some topics, ways that you can kind of reduce the amount of stress around this and remain calm. And then of course, sharing foods and supplements that can boost your immune system right now during this time when we all really, really need it. So one of the other myths that's circulating around is that heat can kill the virus. The reality is that hand dryers cannot kill. And I'm, I don't even like using this word kill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Neutralize>. <laughs> destroy. Neutralize. Let's just say destroy mm-hmm. or destroy. neutralize. Yeah. Sure, yeah, because you can only kill something that's alive. Mm-hmm. Um, hand dryers do not destroy the virus, according to the World Health Organization. The organization also says that UV lamps should not be used to sterilize your hands or other areas of the body because the radiation can irritate your skin. Mm-hmm. Now, I did... Spent some time last week over at Eisenhower Hospital here locally with some of the doctors and residents uh, as I was helping doing some didactics lessons with them. And, you know, it's kind of hearing how they have a UV station for sterilizing their inanimate objects. And it was recommended that when you show up, you put your cell phone, you put other things that you touch on a regular basis under these UV lamps, you know, for a period of time, a few minutes. To destroy the virus if it's there and then when you leave for the day also doing that same thing so Mm -hmm. it's good not good for the body but it's all it's very good for putting your phone underneath it uh, if you have a UV lamp so so there's that Uh, President Trump had previously suggested that heat kills the virus and that because of this the current outbreak will have dissipated by the spring but public health experts say there's no way to know this and I Strongly disagree. I don't think springtime is, I think we need more time with this one. Um, the other myth kids cannot get the coronavirus. This is crazy that this is out there right now. Anyone of any age can get the new novel coronavirus, COVID 19, though older people and those with pre existing medical conditions appear to be more vulnerable to serious infections and long term infections and possibly death. So anyone of any age and what I've heard is that young people, kids in general, are getting it, but they're not showing severe symptoms because they're young. Their immune system's a little more robust, but they're spewing it like crazy. So they're Mm. carriers of it, which is a good reason for them to shut down schools because this is just a place, you know, where it's just kind of spread like crazy. I was at school all week and I'm thinking, man, we need to. We need to close these doors soon. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was grateful that at the end of the week, the decision came here in California in Riverside County to shut down all the schools for three weeks. So we'll see, we'll see how long it, it ends up being. But people who get the coronavirus will die. This is another myth. No. Right now, the estimates, and according to the numbers and the statistics, which are alarming as far as the transmission rate, as far as how fast it's doubling, mm-hmm. but the death rate is around three to four percent, mm-hmm. which when you think of you know a hundred thousand people is not really very high. I mean we we lose millions of people a year to a normal flu. Right. but what's going to happen with this is it's possible, and the estimates are coming out that at least half of Americans and half of the world's population of almost eight billion people. Will end up with coronavirus in the semi near future with a three to four percent death rate. You're looking at possibly around 120 million people losing their lives because of this, which, um, which is a lot of people. That's a lot of people. So, so that's the number, Uh, but again, it's not a 100 percent mortality rate, three to four percent. So, what can we do? What can we do to kind of Stay healthy and stay strong. So I have some tips. But before I get into the tips about food and things like that, I want to talk about five tips for staying positive during a crisis. And this, uh, this information I'm sharing with you came from my friends over at the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy, which is found at functionalmedicinecoaching.org. And there's, they're posting some beneficial blogs and some really great information. Number one, breathe. Slow down take a deep breath center yourself remind yourself to stay calm and enjoy life whether it's an outdoor walk or run your favorite online yoga or spin class a meditation app take a bath do some reading baking or cooking painting create art watch movies whatever it is that you love find ways to incorporate them into your everyday life and i want to share a post that was put on Instagram, social media, by a music artist that I love, uh, Lizzie Hale, from the band Hailstorm, which is a female rock band. Her and her brother, her little brother, RJ, who's a drummer, they are some of the most talented musicians that I've ever had the honor of hearing in my life. And I've been to three Hailstorm shows, uh, you know a bunch of rock shows, Metallica and Godsmack. I love rock and roll. So Lizzie posted this morning, Dear fellow musicians and concert goers, I understand your need for live music. I understand your need to perform on stage. I am with you. I have the same primal need, especially in these tough and confusing times, but it is extremely irresponsible to promote or participate in large gatherings at this time. The whole you-can't-scare-us mentality is ridiculous. The virus is not a terrorist. It will not be discouraged or impressed by your bravery. This is a pandemic. And by encouraging or attending large gatherings of people, you are contributing to the deaths of people who do not have healthy immune systems to fight it. This is someone's grandparent, someone's child, someone's sibling, someone's mom dad or someone's friend be thankful if your only hardship in this whole thing is that you're bored or you have to pinch pennies for a while until this blows over because there are people right now that you don't know and even some that you do know that are fighting to remain healthy and live through all of this don't be part of the problem go lick your toilet seat if you want to prove how unafraid you are of the viruses Then go be creative, write a song, write a book, practice your instrument, perform via Insta live, discover new music, learn a new skill, watch movies, play card games, etc. We are extremely fortunate to live in the age of the internet where we are able to be social, connect, encourage each other, and keep the ball rolling until things settle down. It's important that we are all in this together. We must act as one human race by putting aside our pride, our egos, our frivolous wants, and petty differences. Respect your fellow human. Stay home, and we'll get through this the way our species has for billions of years. And look forward to when we reach the end of this crisis. Oh, what a party it will be! (laughs) Isn't that that. beautiful? Of course. Love you, Lizzie Hale. Thank you for posting that uh, this morning. Uh, already has over 12,000 likes. Um she's an icon in the rock world. Very Love cool. her. So that in the midst of this staying positive during a crisis, reframe your mindset. Your mind is powerful. Reframe your mindset mindset to focus on what is now in the present moment. And this is our mindfulness of the week or um the part where I talk about, you know, getting into the mindfulness, be in the present moment, okay? Are you forced to pause? Your kids are out of school? You're working from home? Use this as an opportunity to spend quality time together as a family. Create and or lean into a support network. Control your health, boost your immune system. This is a great way to control your health and well-being. Keep up with your regular exercise. Continue consuming foods that are high in vitamins and get deep, restful sleep. Can't even stress how important this is during this time to get sleep. Your immune system is strong when you have a regular, consistent sleep pattern and you're getting enough sleep. If your sleep patterns are way off and you're highly stressed, your immune system is compromised. And COVID-19 kills people with immune systems that are compromised. So please get your immune system strong. Get plenty of sleep. And don't panic. Reflect One of the best ways to stay positive in the face of uncertainty is to simply be secure in knowing that you've done your best and learn to let go of things you cannot control. Use this time of the forced pause to reflect on things that matter in your life. Through this crisis, what are the things that are really important to me? Use this time. Really important. How do we boost our immune system to protect from COVID-19. This is also from the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. You need to optimize your gut health. The microbiome of your gut plays an integral role in keeping the immune system ready to fight off any intruders. You want to try some of these ideas. Add foods and spices with antiviral properties to your diet. This includes coconut oil, raw garlic, oregano, ginger, kimchi, and other fermented foods. Walnuts are really good, pomegranate seeds, green tea, apple cider vinegar, and medicinal mushrooms like shiitake, maitake, reishi, cordyceps, and turkey tail. These are antiviral foods. Eating the rainbow, colorful fruits and vegetables that are full of antioxidants, which destroy the free radicals that are weakening the immune system and are responsible for making you feel sick when you catch a bug or a virus. Each color provides a different antioxidant power, so be sure to eat the rainbow every day. Stay away from the brown foods, <laughs> the breads and the rices and the potatoes and the meats. and it's, it, There's no color. Mm-hmm. Add a bunch of color to your diet. Eat the rainbow. Staying hydrated. Stick to water or coconut water, herbal teas and bone broth. No soda, no sugary drinks, slow these things slow down your immune system for hours because you're fighting against this hyperglycemic response in your body what's a good estimate for how much water you need well divide your body weight in pounds in half and drink that number in ounces so that's how you can uh, do that Um, some other things drinking bone broth Eating fermented foods, which I kind of mentioned before, things like kimchi is a fermented food. Kombucha tea is a fermented food. Avoid these simple sugars and processed junk food, all right? Because it does, you know, it does compromise your immune system, again, for hours after eating it, okay? Uh, Fresh air, moderate daily exercise, getting the sleep and minimizing your stress, all super important in... Getting your body ready for this thing. I'm going to share some foods in the next little segment here. Here's to your health that are immune boosting, vitamin C rich foods. Some of the things on this list <laughs> I've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. And one of them is from Australia. It's so cool. I can't can wait to share it. it. Yeah. And there are some surprising ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you'll you'll be happy to hear some of the, some delicious foods too. So stay with us here on Tate Talks. I'll be sharing some food in the next piece.
0: Tate Talks continues on iHub Radio with iHub Radio wellness expert Jason Tate.
1: Jason Tate here, live in the studio on this Sunday, March 15th, 2020. We are living in an unprecedented time right now with what's going on with COVID-19, coronavirus, and I'm sharing information on how to boost your immune system so that you can stay strong through this. Getting things like proper amount of sleep. Make sure you're getting enough sleep every night. Make sure that you're drinking plenty of water take your weight in pounds, divide that number in half, and that's how many ounces of water minimum you should be drinking a day. Here are some other things to consider, some immune-boosting supplements. Fish oil. Omega-3 essential fatty acids have a host of immune benefits, more than I have time to cover, honestly. Probiotics. Taking these probiotic pills during this time right now, helps to boost the gut microbiome right now in prebiotic foods. It's not even here on my list, but if you're eating uh, plant foods, mostly raw, uncooked, and unprocessed foods, eating, eating the rainbow, getting a rich color of foods, this is helping you as prebiotics to grow a healthy gut microbiome. Your gut microbiome helps to train and teach your immune system to fight off pathogens. And they're also pathogen killers themselves because they're protecting their environment. Mm -hmm. So really important that you have healthy bacteria living in your gut. Vitamin C is a powerful antioxidant which can assist our ability to ward off and deal with infections. Vitamin D3 studies have shown that people supplemented with adequate levels of vitamin d3 during cold and flu season had significantly lower rates of infection and zinc zinc is required for the normal functioning of white blood cells and supplementing has been found to improve our immune cells ability to ward off infections so the vitamins vitamin c vitamin d3 and zinc which is a mineral not a vitamin really really great so here I I did the research on foods that are really high, rich in vitamin C, because when you're getting a vitamin from its natural source, you're getting it with all of its cofactors. You're getting it with the enzymes and abilities to extract the majority of the vitamins from its food. When you extract a vitamin from a food source, the rate of absorption is much lower. So, The best way to get vitamin C and any vitamin or mineral is to eat a food source that is rich in this. So, on the list here, I have I think it's pronounced acerola cherries. Just one half of a cup of red acerola cherries delivers 822 milligrams of vitamin C, which is 913% of the daily value. Animal studies showing that this extract has shown that it may even have cancer-fighting properties. Hmm. Um, Chili peppers. One green chili pepper contains 109 milligrams of vitamin C, 121% of your daily value. Chili peppers.
0: I love chili peppers. (laughs) I eat them raw.
1: Moreover, chili peppers are rich in capsicum, which is a compound that's responsible for their hot taste. It may also reduce pain and inflammation in the body. Uh, and also red chili powder helps increase fat burning. Lots of beneficial properties here. Mm. Guavas, this pink flesh fruit native to Mexico and South America, plus also in Hawaii. I oh, love yeah. eating guavas in Hawaii.
0: My mom had 13 trees.
1: A single guava contains 140% of your daily value of vitamin C. Right. A six-week study involving 45 young, healthy people found that eating 400 grams of peeled guava per day around seven pieces of fruit significantly lowered their blood pressure and total cholesterol levels. Wow. Wonderful fruit. Sweet yellow peppers. Yeah. 152% of your daily value in one half of a cup. Wild. Black currants. Really rich in vitamin Mm. C, okay? Uh, 112% in a half a cup. And the antioxidants, uh, flavonoids, known as anthocyanins, give them their rich, dark color. Thyme, which is a herb, Mm. gram for gram, fresh thyme has three times more vitamin C than oranges. And one of the highest vitamin C concentrations of all culinary herbs. Hello, Wow. Add some thyme to your wow. salads. <laughs> um, one ounce of thyme, fresh thyme, delivers 50% of your vitamin C daily value. <laughs> Wild. Parsley is another one. Fresh parsley contains 11%, just eight grams, two tablespoons. Okay parsley, and in a two-month study that gave people on a vegetarian diet 500 milligrams of vitamin C twice a day with their meals, at the end of the study, their iron levels had increased by 17%, hemoglobin by 8%, and ferritin, which is stored in iron. And this is an important source of non-heme iron, which is a topic for another show, another day. (laughs) Kiwis, pack a punch, a medium kiwi, almost 80% of the vitamin C for your day okay Uh, broccoli cruciferous vegetable okay one half a cup of cooked broccoli is over half of your daily value of vitamin C for the day eat that broccoli Uh, I love uh, roasted broccoli I could eat I could eat it every day (laughs) honestly strawberries I knew strawberries were kiwis I knew strawberries one cup of strawberry halves Provides 90 milligrams of vitamin C, almost 100% of your daily value. Some notable others lemons, oranges, papayas, persimmons, lychees, brussels sprouts, kale, mustard spinach, rose hips, and kakadu plums. Kakadu plums are an Australian native superfood, they contain 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. The highest known concentration of vitamin C on earth, just one plum, gives you 481 milligrams of vitamin C, which is 530% of your daily value. Wow. <laughs> I want to get some kakadu plums.
0: There were a lot of surprises on that list. A lot of surprises. A lot yeah. Of
1: surprises. When I was doing the research, I was yeah. like, whoa. A lot of
0: good alternatives <laughs> for some of us <laughs> that have allergies to a lot of those things. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And, and that's it, you know, yeah. alternatives too. So if you have an, a, a food allergy, there are other ways to get your vitamin C yeah. from a natural source. So wow. I'm, so much information. Thank you. Uh, during this challenging time right now, I shared. Some, I shared a great sentiment from Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm and her Instagram feed, which is official Lizzie Hale or official Hailstorm, I believe. Um, you can follow us here on Tate Talks. We're at tatetalks.radio on Instagram. You can follow me, Jason Tate, on Facebook. Tate Talks is here at iHub Radio every Sunday and on all major podcasts to provide current, up to date information with regard to health and wellness to inform and inspire you to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.